Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 17 of Revelation chapter 7. And we're going to be looking at Revelation 7 verse 17. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, um, we had been discussing the fact that Christ, who is the Lamb, will feed the great multitude. We um, were discussing that in our last Bible study, and we saw how that happens to be the plan of God during this time period. We we learned this from John 21. This was one of the first um, bits of information that God opened up to us after May 21, 2011, did not occur as we had previously thought. And it, it so happens that Mr. Camping, while he was teaching for a little while after May 21, after um, that date came and uh, he was still healthy enough to teach, he had not yet had a stroke, he began to understand that we... We're living in a time when God had already accomplished the salvation of all of his elect. Therefore, he had found the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and now it was time to feed sheep. This was something that he um, realized as God opened up his eyes relatively very quickly after the date of May 21, 2011 came and went. And here we are in Revelation chapter 7 as we've been going along in our study of the book of Revelation. And we've seen in Revelation 7 that God saves a great multitude and they come out of great tribulation. Just as we have left that period of time, the great tribulation was a 23-year period, May 21, 1988 through May 21, 2011. And now we have come out of it, and we are still on the earth living in the time of judgment, the worldwide judgment of the unsaved people of the earth. And uh, as we've seen here in Revelation 7, all of the language of this great multitude before the throne of God serving him day and night, which is a time reference, meaning that there is still time taking place on earth, and that we serve him in his temple as the spiritual temple comprised of only God's elect has been completed. And God says they will not hunger nor thirst anymore. And we've seen how that points to obtaining the righteousness of Christ as all have now obtained it, all whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life. And the Son nor any heat will not fall on them because we are not being punished for sin since our sins were paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ, although we are before the judgment seat of Christ as we are still here on earth and God is actively judging every unsaved inhabitant of the world and therefore we are appearing before him or 
making manifest at this time that we have already been judged in the person of the Lord Jesus from the foundation of the world. And and that is made manifest because we are not destroyed. We are not burned by this fire that God has kindled in his anger. But we will be purified through it. And, and that's only because we have already experienced the judgment in the Lord Jesus. And, and now, uh, in Revelation 7, 17, the Lamb, the Lord, the Lord God in the midst of the throne shall feed them. That is our, uh, instruction, our direction. That is the commandment of God to his people at this time, feed my sheep. And it really is a beautiful, um, harmonious relationship between what we read in John 21 and what we're reading here concerning the great multitude that have come out of great tribulation in Revelation 7. But then it goes on to say that uh, the Lamb in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. Now, let's think about this. You know, uh, there there is some language in the Bible um, that indicates, and and we'll take a look at that, Lord willing, that on the very last day, the last day, Christ will be encouraging people who are athirst to come and drink, and and here we have a, a very uh, similar statement in an unusual context because certainly. One thing's for sure concerning this great multitude that the Lamb uh, desires to feed and to lead them to living fountains of waters. One thing is absolute concerning this, whether people think this is um, speaking of the great multitude in heaven or whether they would recognize as is the case that this is the great multitude still upon the earth. Either way, one thing is certain, that the great multitude in view in these verses are already saved. If we look at verses 13 and 14 of Revelation 7, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And that is unmistakable language indicating they have become saved. As the white robes are the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they have been made white in the blood of the Lamb, meaning that all sin has been uh, expunged, it has been paid for, all iniquity taken away. They are holy without sin in the sight of God, and only someone who has had the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ applied to them is in this sort of spiritual condition. And and these are the only ones in view in Revelation 7, um, as we continue on towards verse 17. There's no one else in view. There's no other group. 
The 144,000 were mentioned earlier, but they also were saved. They, they received the seal of God on their foreheads, indicating their salvation. And you see, so when God says, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, we can only, there, there's no other possibility. We can only come to the conclusion that this is speaking of saved individuals being led to living fountains of water. And uh, I, that might disappoint some people who have the idea that if God is calling you unto drinking of, of living fountains of water, it means that he's calling you to salvation, to become saved. Well, that's not the case here at all. And uh, and it's not the case in Revelation 21. In Revelation 21, it says in verses 5 and 6, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And again, if, if we look at the context of Revelation 21, verse 1 speaks of a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. And, and the language certainly indicates that these people that God is referring to must already have experienced their salvation. And yet he is encouraging them. He, he is saying, uh, still using the language that uh, they are a thirst and that he will give unto those that are a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Now, that helps us a great deal when we do go to John 7, as I mentioned earlier. John 7, that is referring to the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. In John 7, verses 37, starting there in the next couple of verses following, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, um, there have been some who have said, well, you see, uh, e-Bible is teaching that, um, that God ended his salvation program on May 21, 2011, and, and you're saying 1600 days later, uh, the entire 1600 day period is judgment day, and God is not saving anyone, and it falls on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And here, Concerning the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus is encouraging people that thirst to come and drink. Therefore, he is encouraging sinners to come and be saved. And that is completely incorrect. It again, as has been a problem, uh, individuals are not being careful with searching out the language. And if if you follow this language, it'll lead you to Revelation 7, verse 17, and Revelation 21, verse 6, where we just read. And it leads us to 
instances where God's people are already saved and yet they are being beckoned to by the Lord to come and drink. The one athirst, let him come and drink. And we'll, we'll try and explain this, hopefully, if, if we have time, as we continue on in this study, what, what actually is in view. But it's enough. It's enough to realize that just as in Revelation 21, 6, yes, this very well can be referring to the last day of earth's history, and Jesus is not beseeching men to come and be saved, who were never saved, but he's calling to his elect to now come and enter into eternity future to drink of the water, the living water of life anew in a in a ongoing, a continuous way as they had already begun to drink, and yet in a vastly different way as now their salvation will be complete and they will drink of that water forevermore. We we have to say, as we see this language, that God does not just have water, um, the the water of truth, the water of his word, available for this world, and only for this world. But the language of the Bible teaches us that the water of God's truth, of The word of God, yes, can give drink to thirsty souls in this world as they become saved and can continue to give drink to souls that are athirst into eternity future. In other words, when the world ends on the last day, God is not going to stop giving the souls of his people living water, but living water will continue to nourish them. It goes on to say here in John 7 and verse 38, He that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So the living water has to do with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of God. And and that's interesting, because in our verse in Revelation, as we read of the Lamb upon the throne, in Revelation 7.17, and again, he shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. Now the the Greek word translated as lead, we find translated as guide back in John 16 um, in a setting where the Holy Spirit is in view. In John 16, in verse 12, it says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you or lead you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, um, I, I think we need to make some correction 
because I've previously taught that God revealed some truth, and, and this is true, um, during the church age and during um, the Old Testament time, there, there was partial truth, and, and that's true because the word of God was sealed up. And then at the time of the beginning of the end, the Great Tribulation began really the end phase, the the end of the world period, as judgment began at the house of God. At the beginning of the Great Tribulation, the seals were taken off the Bible, and God greatly expanded the truth that he guided his elect into. The Holy Spirit led the elect into greater truth. Much more truth was revealed. Now, the correction comes because I've said that God would guide us into all truth, and and I would say to explain that, that that is all truth that God wanted his people to know. That is, God had measured out a certain degree of understanding and knowledge and truth concerning himself and his word, and he filled it to a level, and he would give the fullness of that knowledge and understanding to his people. Not that we would know all things. And I think that was a mistake. God is talking about exactly what he says here in John 16. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will lead you into all truth. And God means all truth. That is a perfect and complete understanding of the whole of the Word of God. And if we had a complete and perfect understanding of the whole of the Word of God, then we would have a complete and perfect understanding of God Himself. So, um, as God revealed Himself through His Word, the Bible, at first there was partial understanding as He move prophets of old to write, and and there was the Old Testament. Then God increased that understanding with the New Testament, and yet still it was partial as he sealed up the word until the time of the end, and then he opened the scriptures at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, and he guided his people into greater truth. We've learned many things. And, and then when the Great Tribulation ended... And judgment day began, God has guided his people into even more truth. As we read in Romans 2 verse 5, that judgment day is the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. So we're continuing to learn. The Holy Spirit is continuing to lead his people into all truth. And, and this will continue throughout the period of judgment day. But the, again, the mistake was thinking that all truth referred to this life, to this world, to, to, um, the, the limits that time has placed upon us. And it does not. The Holy Spirit is going to continue to lead God's people into all truth, into the the coming world, the new heaven and new earth, into eternity future, 
the Holy Spirit will continue to feed us and give us drink. We will continue to thirst and he will continue to lead us unto living fountains of living water, which is the truth of the word of God, as we will learn of God more perfectly uh, as we go along. We will, we will, of course, be uh, able to plumb depths that were never before reached in this world and never could be, as we will have much a greater understanding and knowledge of the person of God and and he will be there directly in our very presence to teach us and to guide us and we can ask all sorts of questions or however that will work out. All we know is that God loves to teach and his people love to learn about him and that is one of the wonderful future joys of each one of God's elect that it will be like a glorious Bible study where uh, the the opening of our eyes never ceases as we we joy over a new truth again and again and again as the Holy Spirit leads us unto living fountains of waters. And, and that's what Jesus is crying out on that last day on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, which, um, as we look ahead, it, it appears there's uh, excellent evidence that it's a good possibility that October 7th in the year 2015 will be the 1600th day, the 10,000th overall day of judgment, and also the last day of Tabernacles. And it is as though Christ is exhorting and and crying out to all of the great multitude, come now, come now, and let us leave this world and leave this sin-cursed earth and creation and all of the wicked as now they will be finally dealt with. And let us turn our attention and turn our focus upon this wonderful, beautiful, glorious eternity that lies in front of us and come and drink and come and learn and come and may your soul experience a quenching that it never could to the degree it was never able while you lived in this world and and come the Lord Jesus is saying he will teach the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth it isn't that uh, magnificent, isn't it? A um, wonderful expectation that we have as we look ahead and and we look to the future uh, that awaits each child of God.